Hey, it's Tom. This is... I can never remember what number this is. It's either seven or eight of the podcast called Forging Ahead that I've been doing. Uh, If you're following along at this point, you've seen a few solo episodes and you've seen two episodes with Greens, dear friend um, that we've enjoyed working with and being with. So hopefully you like those. So I promised on the last episode I would talk about uh, what we're intending to do going forward for 2020. It's a little bit of a roundabout way of getting there, but to pick up some of the pieces from the last time, we are in the seat of, I've been calling it a a problem solver. So we have this generic website up that says we help people open offices and we have buckets that say moving furniture and internet. And I think that there's a, there's some challenging tasks for the customer and for us in those buckets that need to get done in order for you to open your next office. So one thing that I think may be an interesting detour that is a challenge that we're constantly thinking about is, you know, how do we find customers to help? And I think we've been really lucky that we have some close friends that are commercial real estate brokers. I think that, or I know that, every job we've done so far and every opportunity to do a job that has come up has come from a relationship with a commercial real estate broker to pull on that thread a little bit more um, to me there's no better people there are no better people walking around the city of boston with better information and people that need help than commercial real estate brokers they are on the front lines of helping people find spaces and negotiate leases for those spaces to open their first office, their next office, and office. And I think that there is really strong alignment with what we're trying to do and what the brokers are doing every day. I think that there isn't anybody better to help you find space and get the right deal for your business, you know, that have better industry and specific market knowledge than brokers. They're just a wealth of information and they spend all day helping people find space and do deals for that space. There's an interesting transition point from doing the deal and getting somebody into their office. So I think that for large tenants for people that are taking 50,000 to I don't know 20,000 plus square feet of space there is an entire ecosystem of people that are set up to help with that and if you've gotten to that size there's an assumption that you have the resources to do this right so once you're in that space or once you're in that size you know occupier of space and you need to do things like move to get furniture and to do internet, there are hundreds of people to help you. You know, you could go out and hire a an owner's PM that is essentially an extension of your team that will run the whole process. You know, you'll get to make the decisions and, and have really strong input, but 
the third-party PM. You know, we'll put together RFPs. We'll help you select vendors. You know, we'll negotiate prices, and we'll manage the project. That is um, a really valuable service, and there are people that do that really well for those clients. I think that there are you know teams inside of the large brokerage firms that do that work in house. So they become you know a value add to you other than just working with their brokerage team, now you have access to this project management team. So they can find you space and they can do the things that need to happen during that transition point to get you into the office and ready for day one of work. My opinion is that the people that are smaller than that are not served nearly as well, and for good reason. You know, I think that there are you know, sort of solo entrepreneur folks that are that have opened their own owners project management firms that are really great that do a handful of jobs a year and make a nice living you know there's that is not a cheap service to buy and it's super valuable and they deserve their fee but if you are 20 people or 30 people going into 5000 square feet a lot of the same infrastructure doesn't exist. Um, it's my opinion that the large brokerage firms with the internal project management groups don't want to work on those projects or aren't set up in a way that they can effectively work on those projects. What will happen is the broker will help you get the deal done and then when it's time to do some of the tasks to get your office open, the broker will walk down the hallway, knock on the door of somebody on the project management team, and they will say, I need to do, I need a mover, I need a disposal company, I need place to buy furniture, and I need to figure out how to get the internet turned on in this space. And oftentimes what happens is the project manager will say, here are two or three names for each of those buckets that you know, I've worked with in the past that do a good job. So the broker now is armed with some names, some phone numbers, some email addresses, and some company names. And I think what happens, or I've heard what happens, is those recommendations get sent to the tenant. So now the tenant, which is really a human, it's, a, it's an office manager, it's a people operations person, it's a CEO, it's a CFO that is going to be responsible for getting this office open for their people. They now have a list of, of vendors and potential people to chase down to see if they want to help them with their job, to get pricing, to try to define a scope of work. Uh, and oftentimes, like, if you're a people operations person at a startup, you may have never done this before. So you're going to be relied upon to get a piece of real estate functional for your team and you've never done it. So how do you define a scope of work? How do you go out and get pricing when you don't even know what you're supposed to do? So those are the people that we want to help. And because I don't think the brokers are in a great spot to be able to help those folks, you know, brokers, their sweet spot, their strength, what they're great at is finding space, 
doing deals and helping you think strategically about being in real estate. They are not project managers. They are not um, furniture dealers. You know, you're just asking them to do something that is outside of what they're great at. So if we can be valuable to the brokers and we can do a bunch of that stuff, in theory, the brokers, you know, if we build a little bit of a track record and get any momentum, the brokers should kick us some of their clients. We think that we are actually valuable to the broker. It is, you know, we're getting close to the end of of doing our deal here and you're going to need to do a bunch of stuff and I'm going to introduce you to the blacksmith folks because they've done this a bunch of times and they can help you. So I think that's the seat that we're looking to occupy to do a bunch of our first jobs and that's actually what's happening every day. It's been really fun to, for brokers to call me and say, I got, you know, here's three lines on this project. Here's a contact person. They need help with these two things. Off you go. And it's been great. And I think that off you go, what we do next is where we're trying to be different. And I don't know that I'll be able to get into that right now. It feels like a little bit of a longer conversation, but maybe, you know, that 10 minutes of of chatter right there helps move the ball forward so that you can understand what it is that we're trying to do and who we're trying to help. So I will, uh, next time I record one of these, I'll go back and listen to the last couple minutes so that I can understand what I promised in the next episode. And what I'll get into is what we're actually doing when somebody says, you know, work with Blacksmith, These folks have helped a bunch of people open offices and off you go. I think that's where I'll try to pick up on the next solo episode. Thanks.